Good evening, everyone. Uh, my friends, uh, in our first reading, we, we hear about the Samaritan people who uh, were hated uh, in the time of Jesus because they were different ethnically and uh, had mixed blood. Uh, but now we hear that the gospel is being brought to them as Jesus wanted. And uh, we hear that uh, it is met with great enthusiasm. The people just drank it in and uh, began to have a change of heart. And then we're told, oh, and then the apostles heard, oh, hey, Jesus' gospel was received with enthusiasm. Let's go over there. <laughs> I thought uh, they sent the army figures first before the generals went to see what was going on. But they went, and something uh, there's something particular. They said they laid their hands on them and uh, what we call pickosis, and they called down the Holy Spirit. The Holy, not that they command the Holy Spirit to do anything, but they asked the Holy Spirit to come and to fill them. Uh, we understand this as the sacrament of confirmation. This is why it's so crucial. Uh, the way they put it in that first reading, they were only baptized, and I was like, oh, mercy. <laughs> I'm like, that's one way of putting it, I suppose. Uh, but the continuation of that sacrament would be the sacrament of confirmation, the pouring out the Holy Spirit uh, just because it's fun? No, so that they would be walking, breathing disciples of Jesus Christ, being that ambassador in the world. And uh, St. Peter, in the second reading, encourages the Christians to remain steadfast under the pressure uh, to remain, keep their fealty to Christ. Uh, as a matter of fact, he uses the word, sanctify him in your hearts, meaning he is to be number one in your heart. Sanct to sanctify something is to make it sacred and holy, to hold it up. And he says, sanctify him in your hearts, even though you are being troubled now by this world. And even more so, good advice. Keep a clear conscience about what you say and do so that when they attack you, because they're going to, they will not be able to say against you, you hypocrite. Instead, they'll just be angry because you're holy. Oh, you're so holy, you make me look so terrible. <laughs> well, then go and pray about it. <laughs> and then sanctify in your hearts Jesus. You know, that would be the way to look at it. And so, my friends, um, all this week in different ways at the Daily Mass, I've been trying to present uh, understandings of the Mosaic Law um, to what Jesus says uh, about, uh, he says, those who follow my commandments. And he doesn't diminish the Mosaic laws. And he tells us how to do it. Uh, and so uh, here we hear that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And uh, Jesus was not talking about the Ten Commandments. He wasn't talking about the Decalogue when he said that. He was talking about what he said and did and what he told them to do. And uh, we see in the Gospels, we find clues as to what these are. And so I thought, okay, what is one, one of the most practical ways I can go about this for you? Um, I debated, if, should I be talking about the Holy Spirit? Because there's a reference in the first reading to the Holy Spirit. There's a reference to the gospel in the Holy Spirit. Am I supposed to be talking about the Holy Spirit and being the sassy kid that I am? I'm not going to talk about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so I'll get that later in the rectory when the Holy Spirit comes and says, <laughs> I told you what to say, didn't I? So here we are. So we look at, um, Jesus gives us a new spirit. He gives us a new way to look at the world, even greater, a new way to look at the Father, and in this, a new way to look at ourselves, to understand who we are, our dignity. And uh, Jesus says, now I want you to act in accord with that dignity. And um, these 
uh, actions are not only towards ourselves, but outward to everyone else in life. And so looking, uh, looking at this, I thought, here's one of those. Let's go look and see what Jesus said don't do, and then we'll look at what he said to do. And this will help us to understand how do we keep his commandments so that he knows that we love him. And more than that, as John goes about, I am in you, you are in me, and then we're going to be in the Father. And we definitely want to do that. So Jesus says, do not return evil for evil. And the second reading kind of take, picks up on that. Don't be, be kind when you're speaking to others. Don't be mean-spirited to them. Because, my friends, when we use evil to fight evil, nothing is achieved that way. Um, all that happens is darkness is glorified. Jesus says, do not judge. And uh, the understanding, as I understand it, is do not judge harshly your neighbor. We cannot know all the facts in any particular circumstance of the human heart. Only God knows this. And therefore, leave uh, the final judgment to God. And what follows then is what uh, ultimately Jesus is getting at when he says, don't be judging them, is the condemnation. Do not condemn another person. You may be able to point out their flaw. You may be able to point out the evil of an action. But do not condemn the person. If we are not to pass rash judgment on them, we are not to pass a sentence on them either. Jesus also told us, do not be overcome by the world. Do not be filled with great anxieties about food and drink and house and clothing as if these were the most important. Rather, he did tell us, make it our first concern to live a life worthy of a son and daughter of the living God. And he said, all the other things will fall into place. Not according to our schedule. I know that for a fact. According to his. And then what he said, and I think this is important for our time. Do not look back. Once you have decided to follow me, meaning Jesus. Once you have decided to follow Jesus, do not look back. Do not ruminate about it. Well, no, 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 no. That's lukewarmness. And once you have made what you are sure is the right decision in life, go forward trusting God in this. You are not to give up hope ever. That is not in the life of a Christian. And the world can be a very beautiful place, but the world can be a very nasty place and try to steal that from us. So we are not to give up hope in challenging times. This is, again, what the Peter was getting at in that second reading. Keep trusting in Jesus. As Matthew will tell us in John's Gospel, you have faith in God, have faith in what I have told you. And then he reminds us you are worth more than a thousand sparrows. So the do's. Do let your holiness and your goodness shine before people, not to boast it. St. Paul will give us a whole bunch about boasting. But do it so that you can help others find their way to the Father, so that he may be glorified. This is the tough one. Jesus says, I want you to love your enemies. <laughs> And then he gives us plenty of opportunities to do it. 
Well, for some of us, we get plenty of opportunities. Others, not so, and that's good for them. Huh? But love your enemies. To be kind to those who do not like you or who may have been unkind to you is difficult. But if you do this, Jesus said in the scriptures, you will be salt and light for the earth. Forgive those who have harmed you. And the way he put it, if you do not do that, my Father won't forgive you. So I forgive everybody. I do enough to get myself in trouble. I don't need to have that one on my head either. So whenever some, I forgive you, but no, nope, I forgive you. Just go on with your life. Be happy. Blessings. <laughs> you know, and then I don't try not to think about it anymore because that's when everything gets up. So he said, uh, you won't have no need for fear regarding your own sins if you forgive others. God will forgive you. See that your hearts and minds are clean. Then your thoughts and words and deeds will also be clean. Love one another as I have loved you. Then all will know that you are my disciples. Then he said, take this bread and eat it. Take this cup and drink from it. Do it in memory of me. So my friends, for us in the Eucharistic banquet, you will find the nourishment you need to do the things that he asked you to do and to avoid the things he said, don't do that. The food of the Holy Eucharist gives us strength to walk as his disciples in this world. And as the scriptures tells us, Jesus has given us another advocate so that we would never feel abandoned. We may feel, but in truth we are not. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And when we are weak, the Holy Spirit is there. We simply need to call upon him. And even as priests, my focus as a priest of Jesus Christ, I continue to stay focused and sometimes forget about the Holy Spirit. Not on purpose. I just don't invoke the Holy Spirit often. It's usually Jesus and then Mary and then the Father. <laughs> now, some people go directly to the Father. <laughs> I suppose in my upbringing, I knew, yeah, I better go through Mom. <laughs> so, my friend, the Holy Spirit comes in times of joy. The Holy Spirit is there in times of sorrow and enlightens us in times of darkness and confusion. It makes us courageous and strong in times of weakness. Bene creator spiritus. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Love one another as I have loved you, Jesus says. And that sums it all up. So simple, and yet so challenging at times. My friends, of all things in our time now, uh, we must hold on to hope, and we must give hope to our elderly, to our young people, so that they can see life is filled with hope and joy, and the future is great. They need this. We need this. And this is what we're supposed to be doing.